Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Everybody needs some good news right now, right? We're all cooped up. Maybe some things are going to start opening back up slowly. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just saw a post that uh, oh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson is going to open up uh, this uh, this Friday. Now they're going to do uh, social distancing, but uh, oh, finally just get out and maybe uh, get a little closer to the bikes a, a little bit and uh, and get ready to ride. As soon as this weather breaks. Hey, this segment brought to you by Lemonade Light Up. ShareLemonade.com is your happiness hub, updated daily. It has hundreds of stories that are going to remind you just how sweet life can be. Uh, visit ShareLemonade.com. That is ShareLemonade.com. And celebrate the good. Uh, let's bring him in now as uh, the Packers not only had their draft, but now all the speculation begins about Aaron Rodgers. Andy Benoit, NFL analyst for SI.com, the MMQB, and BetOnline.ag. Andy, how you been, my friend? I've been well, Bill. I hope you have been thanking the heavens every night for this story, this three-year, every-day off-season type of story falling into your lap at the quarterback position here. Right. Uh, you know, i got to admit, I never saw this coming. And, and I said yeah. uh, just the other day, I said, after they took Jordan Love, I will never try to guess what the Packers are going to do again. And the fact that they desperately <laughs> needed some additional wide receivers and didn't take one. Uh, I, I'm left scratching my head. So you tell me, how do you think they did in the draft? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm with you in that I, I didn't expect the approach that they took. And I imagine that that your listeners and you and a lot of people in Wisconsin have dissected all of the, the baffling sides of this thing, and I don't disagree with any of those necessarily. I do think there are other sides to look at it that, that – shape it into a more favorable light that maybe explain some things from Green Bay side of thing. One is that it wasn't just Jordan Love they took as a down-the-road contributor. I think you could argue maybe with the exception of Josiah DeGuara, all of these other picks are guys that are not going to contribute anytime soon. 2021 and beyond is probably when we'll see them become meaningful players, if at all, for Green Bay. So they basically took the long view. Instead of going all in right now, even though they're close, they say, hey, we're going to be close. We still, we feel we can still get to where we want to be right now. We want to be in this position every year moving forward. So we're going to draft with our eye on, on long-term success and sustainability. So they pick up the quarterback, Jordan Love. Uh, now, Dylan, I will say, could be a good one-two punch with Aaron Jones if indeed they decide to go in that direction. Uh, DeGuro, like you had mentioned, who uh, I've had a chance to kind of – 
via film get to know a little bit better over the last couple of days since they drafted him. But, I, you know, I know they're, they're, they say all the right things in regards to what they have right now in their system, but I find it hard to believe that they got dramatically better. You know what I mean? When you're coming out of a season in which you were dump trucked by San Francisco, you were one game away from getting to a Super Bowl, and you know you need to get better, the question is, did they get better? And and I, I yeah. think the answer right now is I think they got deeper, but better, the answer to me would be no. And so just that, and then that brings us to the heart of the debate then. If a team is one game away from the Super Bowl, which of the two courses of action should they take? Option A, you, you do kind of what you just described, Bill, and let's get one or two guys that will push us over the top. Or option B, let's let's draft with the big picture in mind and draft for down the road and try to keep it all sustaining and, and, and restocking the shelves, if you will, which is the option that teams like the Patriots and the Seahawks, they've done that a lot over the years. They often trade down and accumulate extra picks. Now, Green Bay had to trade up because they happen to be going for a quarterback as part of their plan. But the, the idea is, which do you do? And there's no right or wrong answer for how to handle a successful team. Uh, it, it's just a matter of philosophy. And this year, it appears the philosophy in Green Bay, albeit surprising, is we're going to restock the shelves and look at the really big down-the-road picture here. The, uh, the the restocking of the shelves, a lot of depth on this team. And, and last year they were one of the healthiest teams in the National Football League. So maybe the depth is warranted, uh, anticipating a, a year that you're not going to have the same type of year where everybody's going to be pretty much healthy. Healthy, So maybe that all pans out. Um, now the question becomes, how does Aaron Rodgers handle this? Uh, right. If I think I know Aaron, he looks at it as, hey, I'm not going to treat Jordan Love the way I was treated by Brett Favre. Uh, but if he has any animosity, it's not towards Jordan Love. It's probably going to be towards the head coach who really pressed for this or towards the general manager who actually made the call. Um, but to me, it's Aaron Rodgers comes into this situation and says, I am not going to lose my job. I'm going to make them make a very, very difficult decision down the road. And hopefully he wins another Super Bowl. But I can't imagine him wanting to get out of Green Bay anytime soon. His legacy is attached to the Green Bay Packers, and he's always wanted to retire a Green Bay Packer. Give me your thoughts in that area. Yeah, that's that's possible. And, and you know Aaron Rodgers a lot better than I do. So it's, it, it's hard to get inside his head. He's obviously done really well over the years taking slights and holding on to them and gaining energy and determination and all that stuff from them. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. And then how he – we'll never know how he handles it inward, but certainly how he presents himself to the public, and we'll probably hear a little bit how he's presenting himself to the team behind the scenes. I think here's what I think happened with this whole thing, Bill, because let's look at it from Matt LaFleur's perspective. There's a few things, and I'm not saying any one of these things is what made this decision go. These are just some things that, that we can agree or it appears have been the case. Is one, LaFleur, as we talked about last year, he runs a very timing and rhythm-based offense, and it starts with the running game, leads into play action, getting the ball out on schedule. That's a big deal to him. He just saw, hey, we were in the NFC Championship last year. San Francisco, that runs a very similar scheme under Shanahan, was in the Super Bowl. The Titans that run the same scheme, they were in the championship. The Rams the year before, they were in the Super Bowl. This offense works. The approach works. So that's part A. Part B is Rodgers is not the style of quarterback that typically runs an offense like this. Rodgers is an offbeat rhythm type of QB plays at his own tempo. It's worked really well for him. 
it's not an innately perfect marriage between quarterback and coaching staff slash scheme. Those, those two, LaFleur and Rodgers last year did a tremendous job of meeting in the middle and kind of adjusting to each other. LaFleur, I think, gave some ground early in the year. Rodgers gave some ground late in the year, and it worked out well. And we're still discussing uh, a, a development process there. So it's not perfect yet. And then Matt LaFleur puts on the film because the, these guys watch the film of all the QBs coming out, even if they already have a quarterback they like. And he sees Jordan Love and he goes, oh, my goodness, this guy, he might not quite be Patrick Mahomes, but you know, he's got some really big-time athletic throwing ability. The problem is his mechanics can be skewed and goofy at times, and so he's an inconsistent player. Matt LaFleur is a head coach because he was one of the best mechanics teaching instructors in the NFL as a quarterback coach. That's his passion. That's, that's where his heart is, is he loves teaching throwing mechanics. So he probably sees it and says, if I had a guy like that, I could get those mechanics cleaned up, especially if we don't need them to play for a few years. We've got something here. And he gets enchanted. And now they're making a decision like that. And I think that's probably some form of how this thing went because they're not getting rid of Aaron Rodgers tomorrow. So it's a long view that they're taking on this. And I think they feel that they have the resources in-house to develop Jordan Love themselves. Talking with Andy Benoit, NFL analyst for NSI.com, MMQB. And don't forget about his podcast and everything on betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. And you can find him on Twitter at Andy underscore Benoit. Um, now you look at the, the rest of the division. Minnesota, the defense is somewhat decayed, but they pick up the weapons they wanted. They're trying to put additional things around Kirk Cousins, who they gave the contract extension to. Obviously, the Bears, uh, you know, they've got a quarterback situation that's going to unfold before our very eyes. They try to get that defense a little bit better and try to get some additional weapons down there. Um, I sit here right now and I look at Minnesota and what they did and the aggressiveness with, with which they approached this draft. I think the the talent right now would lean me towards Minnesota over Green Bay as it stands. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I I would probably see it differently than that. I can certainly see how someone would come to that conclusion. Uh, You know, the Vikings, they've had a lot of turnover, Bill, and Mike Zimmer has never enjoyed playing young defensive backs. Defensive backs are very critical in their scheme, mm-hmm. which is why they've always had first and second rounders back there. So, and they do again. They drafted Jeff Gladney, who I think they'll probably play in the slot and nickel, and he'll be on the field in all downs and, and situations, of course. Cameron Dantzler, a third-round corner. The difference is they might need those guys to play right away because they just don't have any depth in the secondary their pass rush is not what it was a year ago unless Everson Griffin returns. They really did not replenish the pass rush a whole lot. It's not a bad pass rush, but it's not what it was. So a defense that has been really successful because it's had all these former high-drafted pedigree guys playing together for five or six years in the same system, which is unheard of in the NFL anymore, that's no longer the case. They've now gone through some transition. So I'm not as optimistic as as I normally would be about the Vikings' defense this year. And I think overall on offense, it's probably a good but not great offense. I uh, I, I like what uh, they did regarding the run game. I do like the one-two punch that the Packers are now going to possess. They've got that small, kind of like uh, really quick through the hole back and Aaron Jones who's coming up on a contract. And obviously they pick up Dylan. He's more of a bruiser, more of a guy that can can run you over. 
Uh, it gives versatility to what Matt LaFleur likes to do. Uh, uh, Degara coming out of the backfield as an H-back or as a tight end. Soft hands, not necessarily the biggest of tight ends you're ever going to see in the league and not a great leaping ability, but I saw them use him a lot downfield in Cincinnati. So there is versatility. There just is. It's Devontae Adams and those guys, Funches, who they picked up. Do you think they have enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I, I do. It's it's not the best supporting cast by any means, but it's I you know they had enough weapons last year. I know they came up short and they got their butts kicked in the championship, but I mean they're still in the championship. They're still one of the final four teams. They were right there. So one thing I wonder about as we're talking through this, Bill, is you mentioned Dylan. He's kind of more of a bruiser, and then Deguara, who sounds like he's a very they expect him to be a very versatile player. Part of the reason they got destroyed by the Niners in the championship is the Niners ran the ball all over them. And the Niners are great at adding gaps in the run game. Kyle Juszczyk at fullback is really versatile for them, and they create a lot. The, the look you get before the snap as far as what the run will probably be with the Niners is almost never what the run actually becomes after the snap. And that's one thing that differentiates San Francisco's running game from all these other teams that are built in these Shanahan-style outside zone designs as most of these other teams it's one back is back there and it's one cut and go well you wonder if maybe the Packers saw boy we sure had a lot of trouble defending that that two back run game from the Niners well what if we could get a guy in there that would give us some of that dimension as a blocker we probably don't want to play with a fullback on the field all the time because there aren't just other guys like Kyle Juszczyk in the NFL but we can go with two tight ends and, and throw the ball to this guy, and we can maybe run the ball out of it. DeGuara gives them a lot of chance of expanding the scheme if they're able to get him on the field right away. Hey, before I let you go, I know you're doing a lot of this stuff regarding uh, betonline.ag where they can find your stuff and podcasts. So uh, odds coming out of this, I mean, first of all, you know, I hope the odds are very good. We have a football season, but uh, the odds coming out of this. Uh, odds coming out of this as far as, as who we're expecting out of the NFC or what we're expecting for Green Bay? Out of the NFC, Green Bay, all the above. Yeah, I think that, you know, to, I mean, bet online, I guess they've got the, the probably the Niners and the Bucks near the top. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC, and I know we didn't talk about them, but they're bringing everybody back, almost everybody back. They're, they're deep, they're diverse to schematically and in their talent. Um, it's a good NFC this year, Bill. Three teams in the South can win that division. Dallas is better now. Uh, Green Bay is still going to be highly competitive and in the mix. You like Minnesota? I don't. I, I can understand why that team would be in the mix. There's a lot of. I mean, it's a, it's a quality conference for sure. That's not even to say anything about the NFC West, which last year was far and away the best division in the conference. Always great to chat with you, my friend. I know they can find you over there at BetOnline.ag, and we will talk again soon. Okay. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it, Andy. There you go. Andy Benoit, NFL analyst for SI.com, the MMQB, and betonline.ag. You can find him on Twitter at Andy underscore Benoit, at Andy underscore Benoit. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.